On this week's episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, we give you our top 10 scary movies, a gravy review from Bojangles, and Holly Sloop and Johnson Bray from the Concord Downtown and Development Corporation. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Bustin' Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the Pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! I was not the winner of the $1.6 billion Mega Millions jackpot lottery. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Ironically, the the winning ticket was sold 1.7 miles away from my house in Simpson, Simpsonville, South Carolina. Yes. No way. So I, I actually uh, texted all my neighbors back there and just said, congratulations, don't forget me, just in case uh, <laughs> they were thinking about donations. So uh, w- welcome back to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. You can find us on the website at southernfriedphilosophy.com, our Facebook's Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy, or Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio. Go over to YouTube or Patreon.com. Uh, subscribe over there at uh, YouTube.com forward slash SFP Radio, and also Patreon.com uh, forward slash SFP Radio. Please go go to Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher. Give us a review, a like, subscribe, follow us there. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about all the uh, rules and regulations I had to. That a boy. There you go. Well done, sir. I appreciate it. Good job. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo. How you be darn? I was doing great until I shaved my knee off with Ooh, the uh, what? with the door of my truck a few minutes ago. So. <laughs> is that what all that blood is for? <laughs> well, I did I did uh, make a uh, makeshift tourniquet from some seat uh, foam and uh, some duct tape duct tape I had in my truck. So I'm, I'm a little worried a, about you there. Yeah, don't worry about that. Are you yeah. going to bleed out? I hope not. I'm. Uh, I think I may have uh, secured enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Secure enough platelets in my blood from the steak I had out back today, so I think okay. it might be okay. So you're replenishing the blood yeah. that you lost yeah, with think, the steak think, that you ate. Yeah, I, think I think that so. that's how I think how I'm all right. Science. I think I'm all right. There you go. How you be doing? Uh, I'm good, man. We had a a really good week. Um, we hung out at Whiskey Prison this past weekend with Leon from Watchman Cigars. Nice. Um, you know, here's the thing about uh, Leanne and the great stuff at Whiskey Prison. Not only do they, you know, they talk about. Uh, you know their their stuff, uh, their liquor, beautiful moonshine, and all the all the fun things that come with it. The apple dumpling, uh, this the lemonade, those type of things. But how about it? They also ask other people to bring their recipes that they have, bring them to the whiskey prison, and they fed us. It was like going to Sam's on crack. Nice. You know when you go to Sam's and you get all those little samples, samples and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, there was uh, peanuts. There was. Like 14 different apple crisps, uh, bread pudding, fudge, cookies, the whole nine yards. My dad went with me. Dude, I'm telling you, dude was full by the time he left. I think he went through there like seven times. Thought it was a potluck social at church. (laughs) That's what he was doing. He thought it was a potluck. That's good. Uh, So we had a good time with that. Also, 
I mentioned it a few times here that I do the big brothers, big sisters. Not a, not a brag. It's a humble brag. But um, I went – my little brother started playing soccer. Hmm. And I went to watch a soccer game. That's the most boring thing I've ever done in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's uh, hockey on grass, but it, a lot slower. It's not even hockey on grass. There's no fights. Right. Um, nothing's happening. Nobody's scoring. I mean, I do it for the love, but good gosh, for the love. Yeah. I hate that sport. It's. I just can't. If they condensed it instead of longer you know, periods or halves, and they just condensed it to shorter, I think it'd be more. I think you'd see a lot more aggressive moves than, you know, like professionals, 90 minutes long. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, that discretionary to the refs, they can actually add minutes. They can so, add minutes? Oh, yeah. So oh, you may see, thing. like, uh, in this 90-minute game, Madrid uh, scored in the 96th minute. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. Anytime you can just, on a whim, make it longer. Yeah. I'm not for that. I'm not for that. It's kind of like when you go to church and they keep singing the same song, huh. and then you think that it's going to end, but, oh, no. It just keeps going. It's like I could have done. It's like trying to that. put my six-year-old at bed uh, to bed at night, and you know her bedtime's eight thirty, mm-hmm. and at eight thirty she still wants to read one more book. Mm-hmm. So eight thirty becomes nine thirty. Yeah. It's kind of like that too. It's an awful sport. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I'm really going to encourage him to try something different. <laughs> no, yeah, no doubt. Go ahead and go do football. Well, we tried football. Didn't that work, did, that didn't, didn't work, work out, out too well. <laughs> There's there's other sports. How's he hand, how's he with his hands hand eye coordination? Oh hey buddy, yeah we got we got a minute to work on that. <laughs> That's all right. Oh <laughs> uh, all right. So another segment that we do every week is called Wacky News. So let's bring you some. Lenore, Washington. Never heard of it. Well, you're about to. Is it a person or a place? It's, it's, that's a good question. It's actually a person. She's 75 years old, my friend, hmm. living in Minnesota. Minnesota. And, and she absolutely hates rings of water that are on a table when you put something on it. I think something I could, cold. I could think of a million other things to be mad at in Minnesota. Like being in Minnesota. Being in Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Um, good. Luckily, we don't have any listeners in Minnesota <laughs> yet, but oh my gosh. Hey, buddy. Uh, have you gotten so mad at somebody for doing something that you just wanted to, oh, yeah. I don't know, shoot them? Yeah, I Like say that. literally shoot them? Well, no, probably not shoot, but I've been mad at someone. Lenore. <laughs> I, I need you. So Lenore's having a bad day. Lenore's having a bad day. Her grandson uh, came over. Um, and she and he had a, a glass of tea. Okay, all right. Lenore said, "Hey, grandson, I need you not to put that down on the table right. to leave a water ring." Grandson said, mm, "Whatever, Grandma." Lenore picked up said uh, tea, threw it in the sink, said, "No more of that." She went to the bedroom. He got himself another glass of tea. Sat down. Um, he sat back down, put the glass on the table again. You want to know what Lenore did? Took a hammer to his head. <laughs> shot him. Oh, jeez. She shot him in the thigh. <laughs> Please tell me it was a, a BB gun. It was a thirty-eight special, my oh, friend. <laughs> Grandmother of the year here. 
Mama, I need you to put mm. that up. Good mm. gracious. Tom, I think you always talk you always say the phrase that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I mean, my grandmother would have made me go get the ping pong paddle to the ping pong table that didn't exist. Right. <laughs> I was about to say how many times your yeah. mama been playing ping pong. Oh yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So on October 12th, she was released and then, uh, re- re- arrested and released four days later. She was in that jail for a minute. Oh yeah. Um, and then she, she didn't understand why she was arrested. She shot her grandson in the thigh with a 38 special. It doesn't matter why, but because he put a glass of tea on the table. Uh, is Mima or Mamaw being, uh, evaluated by psychiatric services now? Uh, it does not say the article does not say, could you imagine like Mima, mm. you, there was, there was a thousand other steps that we could have gotten before we got to this oh, spot yeah. by far. That's not even the, that's not even the logical, rational way to even, <laughs> you know, how do you get to that? <laughs> not even close. Uh, speaking about irrational, um, how are, what what's your feelings on monkeys? Monkeys. Uh, well, uh, according to some people, that's <laughs> our distant cousins. Uh, but I think they're disgusting creatures. Um, man, I tell you, we saw a ton of these monkeys in India. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so here's the headline: An Indian man, seventy two, is killed by a group of rogue monkeys who threw bricks at him from a tree. Seventy mm. two year old man uh, was. Picking, picking up pieces of dry wood when the animals attacked him by throwing bricks uh, on top of him, more than 20 of them. These rogue monkeys um, got some bricks from a um, uh, construction, site. construction site that was not too far away and stoned the dude to death. You know, people uh, often associate monkey with like cute and cuddly mm-hmm. and, you know, BJ and the bear yeah. or Clyde from uh, any which way but loose old Clint Eastwood movie. But actually, if you look at any true nature di- uh, documentaries, I mean, these are vicious, actually, oh, yeah. rabid cre- creatures, yeah. man. They will, uh, in, in a fight, you know, over territory, I mean, they will rip limbs off each other. I mean, they mm. will, they use modern, you know, quote unquote modern tools such as spears and things like that to mm. actually kill their opponents. So these are like the cute, cuddly, like Curious George. Curious thing. George, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking about, Curious George. Um, authorities say not much can be done about those aggressive monkeys that make life hell for those who live in the area. How can we register the case against the monkeys? We'll be a laughing stock, is uh, what uh, somebody said. The police officer said, "How about a twenty-two? That'll take care of it real oh, yeah. quick. Get real, real quick." Yeah, it's, yeah. India's got a kind of a, a different set of. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, I wouldn't say moral code, but just a different like cultural code. code. So right. I mean, uh, I couldn't imagine them doing anything to a monkey. But yeah, yeah, like you said, it's uh, you can pretty much exterminate them pretty quick, <laughs> right? With you know a trip down to the old Indian Academy Sports and <laughs> the old the old Indian Bass Pro Shop, yeah, whatever, and take care of the problem. I mean, yeah, you'd look pretty ridiculous, you know, putting up a. Uh, a, a monkey with uh, manslaughter right. or yeah. know, intentional hit or whatever. That but. I would say we probably shouldn't do. What we yeah. should do is just kill them. Yeah, just and take just them out. If they're a nuisance. I, dude, I'm telling you, when I was there, they were all over the map. I mean, sure. all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, there would be like a half bottle of, of water you, that you sit on a picnic table while you're just sitting there trying no. to, you know, not die. I mean, that thing would be gone. That monkey's up in the tree laughing, throwing the bottle cap at you, <laughs> taking a pop off of that. Right. I mean, not even thinking twice. 
Mm. But I mean, dude, now it's gone to the point where they're killing people. Yeah, that crossed the border. Any that crossed the line. It's like <laughs> uh, what, War of the Planet of the Apes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you never know. It could be coming. My worry is at some point the monkeys are, are going to tell the snakes that are over here, hey, <laughs> hey guys, we got this rise good idea. Up. We're going to rise up. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'm burning the whole thing down. Resist. That's probably the only thing. It probably could uh, unite uh, Democrats and Republicans right now. It would be a snake uprising. <laughs> Maybe. Or a Sharknado. Ooh. What about that thought? Let's hope. Let's hope. Just because of the uh, the damages of wind and rain, mm-hmm. uh, we'd also have to have. Uh, Could you imagine a carnivorous shark sharks flying through the air? Yeah, no, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Just the damage that that would cost. All them shark teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to give you our top ten uh, Halloween scary movies and a gravy review. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. Do you know it takes a customer three seconds to decide whether to stay or leave your website? That's why a crisp, clean, and user-friendly website is one of the best ways to market and help and grow your business. At Webmerized Web Design, we offer that and much more. They pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at affordable prices. Are you a small business? No problem. We can cater to small businesses by working with their clients every step of the way to meet their needs and expectations. Their number one goal is to partner with their clients to help and grow their business with a successful website. They work for every client no matter the size. So if you'd like a great website, go to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D.com, or you could check out their link on the sponsors link of our website. If you mention the word big and you'll get 10% off your website design order. Again, webmerize.com. Check them out. All right, well, buddy, it's that time of year. Spooks are out. Spooky time is out here. The freaks come out at night. Is what <laughs> Just I wait till you see those clowns. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Mysterious, creepy-looking clowns no, standing no, no, outside no. the road just waving a machete. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Have, you seen, have you been – I mean, you've been in downtown Concord. Have you, locked, walked, have you looked over at the winery? No, I haven't. I was uh, three weeks ago. I was waiting for Jeremy uh, mm-hmm. White, and uh, <laughs> I looked over there, and they've got a clown mm-hmm. with a real balloon with a creepy mask. I was. I went back inside. I just uh, waited till I saw I him coming around the corner. Yeah. I hate them things. All right, buddy. So, what are your top ten scary movies? We posted this on Facebook. There were multiple answers. Um, oh man, it's so many. There um, are, and there's a ton. I, yeah. was, I was thinking top ten might be tough. But then I was like, mm, no. Well, what I, this one? What these are no in no particular order. Okay, so you didn't do a yeah. countdown. Okay. Um, I still think that it would be cheesy in today's time, but mm-hmm. the the one that still I would probably never rewatch, mm-hmm. not just because it's bad, <laughs> but just because it scared the living daylights out of me as a kid. So mm-hmm. um, when I was ten years old, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original really? Nightmare, that one did it. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I slept with my. I mean, I wasn't supposed to watch it, so I snuck over to a friend's house, watched it, 
And then I think I ended up in bed with my parents at, uh, <laughs> at 10 years old. So, yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I, I got to rate that up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike, the original Halloween, Michael Myers. Yep. yep. Um, that's uh, just that's a creepy, yeah. creepy thing. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Uh, it's kind All of right. more of a thriller than a, right. than a horror movie, but that whole genre of um, Mensa intelligent level psychopath who can basically weave them weave themselves into society but mm. also just commit heinous crimes that that freaks me out because that's real right. life right that could, and, that could actually happen and plus science of the labs had some you know great one-liners like mm. yeah put it puts the lotion on its skin or gets the hose again you know mm. just mm. great little things like that mm. um i still think the shining yeah rings up there for me but just yep. because of the Number one, Jack Nicholson just did a phenomenal nailed job. It. I mean, he plays crazy pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if he's playing, but he, <laughs> he, he nailed, I think he nailed that. Do you remember though when he turned into a werewolf? Like he did a movie about him being a werewolf, I, uh, and it was it was the is. worst thing yeah. ever. Um, human centipede. Ooh, I hate to say that, but no, sir. That's <laughs> just I, I, for me. Just the depravity of of, of human human yeah. beings. Probably that could be a reality. You think you know? is that possible? I, I don't even so. know I humanly so. if that's possible. I think so. Also, I don't know if it's possible, but I, I could see a human trying. Which, okay, I got you. I'm hostile. If you ever seen mm-hmm. an Eli Roth movie, yeah, I'm just it, that definitely makes me not want to travel to any of the Eastern oh, no. Bloc. Uh, no. the former Soviet Union, no. or Russia. I'm going with a with a travel group. And I'm not leaving this. Oh, one. absolutely. So I think that one kind of freaked me out. So mm-hmm. that's what six. Um, uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. You just kind okay. of, it's one of those jumper flips. Okay. I, I'm a big zombie nerd. So uh, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Um, I do like the 80s version, but the 90s version is a little better because you, it, it's not cheesy Halloween Express makeup on. <laughs> um uh, the Blair Witch Project. Okay, it was a different type of movie, it, and it was unique when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely, because was, you know part of it was recorded on basically a home studio camera. Never been done before. Now yeah. it's like all over the map. And of course, that movie was probably a total budget of twenty five grand, and made you know mega millions. That much? I mean, like maybe a buck fifty. Yeah, it wasn't much at all. <laughs> so I think the Blair Witch Project was kind of cool, just because it had kind of a cool leading up story, and then yeah. Um, it just it, yeah. it, not a great effects is probably somebody you know that they paid a six pack of beer to do the clapping and <laughs> sounds in the right. forest, but still it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's kind of uh, pretty edgy for its time. Let's see what else. Um, I think you know like Rob Zombie movies. He he's mm. made a movie with that, uh, that, a House of a Thousand Corpses was okay. kind of create creepy. <sighs> Get Out, the new modern movie. Get right. Out. I really like that really one. Good. Yeah. Good, good. So that's probably yeah. around my top ten. There. Okay, all right. How about you? Um, I think for number ten, I've got Poltergeist. Mm. Uh, you know, as a, kind of the same thing. Like when you were a kid, if you watch it now, you'd be like, "Eh, no big deal." But as right. a kid, that it's kind of same thing. Exorcism, yeah, or Exorcist, yeah. Um, Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. is my number nine. Uh, I love that like suspense, and then I mean, just nothing, and all of a sudden a big like slam, and you're like, ah. But also that could out. that could be a possibility. We've talked about it on the show yeah. at your house, you know, yeah. that, that, that yeah. those are things that could be possible in the real <laughs> sure. world. Yeah. Uh, the Ring, um, still creepy. It's it, you know, I remember watching that in college, and then still being freaked out and not oh, being yeah. able to do that. There is a Netflix show, and it's called Oculus. Mm. 
the premise is it's a haunted mirror. I know that doesn't sound scary, but there's a there's parts of it where you don't know what's real and what's fake, mm-hmm. and then you're like ah, you get confused and you don't know what's happening. Right. But then you know something at the end. It's those ones at the end that have the the, the twist to it. That I'm like aha, uh-huh. you got me on that uh-huh. one. So you know that was good. Blair Witch was my number six. Um, going back to that aha, you know, change at the end. Uh, Sixth Sense. I thought that was one of the better, like, scary movies. Clean, too. Like, I don't like a lot of gore. I know, right. you know, whatever. Um, some people like that. I'm not a huge gore guy. I, I could care less for it now. Um, number four for me was Halloween, the original. Right. Again, it was a little freaky. Uh, number three was Exorcist. When that came out, oh, hey, boy. buddy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Um, number two is The Shining for mm-hmm. me. I, you know, I still think Red Rum. All you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> still Red Rum. Yeah, that still freaks me out. And then number one, um, the movie It. It mm. damaged me to this day. What do you like the TV series scarier or the or the movie it just came out? Uh, I didn't watch. I haven't watched the new one. Mm. I I am petrified of clowns. Uh, I remember one time even at a. Um, a, a church fall festival. We didn't have, you know, Halloween things. We had a right. fall festival. Because Halloween's of the devil. Right. Yeah. And um, everybody dressed up and whatnot. And this was when I was in, in high school. And uh, I was coming out of the – I was out of the car walking towards our fellowship hall because every church has got to have the oh, fellowship yeah. hall, yeah. right? Um, and then our Sunday school teacher's wife dressed up as a clown. Mm. And my best friend was right beside me. And uh, while we were walking to the fellowship hall, he notices her behind me. She says, hey, guys, what's up? I turn around. I see her as a clown. I'm not kidding you. I pull back. He grabs my arm so that I don't swing on this clown. I am so scared of clowns. I don't yeah, – don't, I hate them. Um, people will send me, like, pictures mm-hmm. of clowns. Yeah. That for, you have sent me pictures of clowns, which – I don't appreciate. I don't um, do that anymore. Not so. anymore. So I try not to poop my pants anymore <laughs> with the clowns. So that one still has psychological damage uh, to me as well. Also, side note, part of it, uh, my mom, when I was growing up, it was around John Wayne Gacy, who oh. dressed up as a clown. So my mom didn't do any help by saying, be scared of clowns, don't ever trust a clown, right? and those type of things, so that I wouldn't die of John Wayne Gacy, who for some reason might have gone from Chicago all the way down to Jacksonville to pick me up. So yeah, yeah. there's that piece. You never know. You never know, Mom. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Scarred me for life. All right. So that was um, – th- oh, what about Saul? Here's a th- – that was a, a – Another, yeah, yeah. I think like uh, it, I think original for original kind of for its uh, theme of genre because it's kind mm-hmm. of cutting edge, right? I mean, what would you do if you know you're posed with these two opportunities, A or B? A is uh, sacrifice this person to escape, or B, you try to do the human uh, moral thing and mm-hmm. just you know I can't kill this other person. I think so, one of them was like gouge out your own eyeball. Or live. Yeah. Or we sewed, yeah. we sewed this key in this person's stomach. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is our top 10 scary movies. Let us know your scary movies. We had uh, a couple people say, said Halloween. Chris Abney said that. Tim uh, Rogers said Jeepers Creepers, uh, the mm. first one. Not not a bad choice. Um, and then Hellraiser. Did you watch any of the Hellraisers, um, Lisa? I, I wasn't allowed to because oh, it had yeah. the word hell, hell. in it. <laughs> Um, but it's an interesting concept movie. I mean, yeah. it, but you know, that guy Pinhead was 
a pretty creepy person. So now I think we elected him as president, but either way, <laughs> well, I think that's called any person we elect in the office <laughs> is a pinhead. So, all right, so we're gonna uh, escape our horror movie genre, and now we are going to taste some biscuit and gravy. We're gonna do a biscuit review. Here we go. All right, so um, we say life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and we are always in the pursuit of some really delicious gravy. So right now, we've got some Bojangles biscuit and gravy. Uh, Bojangles is, is started out here in Charlotte. Right. Um, they uh, have blossomed, have grown. Mm. I think they're in Kentucky now. They're all, all the way up, up and in west of Kentucky. I know that there are some down in Florida, Georgia. I think I remember seeing one in West Virginia. Did you? And Ohio, right. I believe. Whoa. Yeah. Going all the way to Ohio. Yeah. Um, so have, have money for franchise fees. We'll sell a location. <laughs> I, I will say, and I've argued that Bojangles probably has the number one best biscuit uh, for, a, for a quick drive-through. Uh, this is competing with McDonald's. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Um, I was about to say Biscuitville. I mean, any of these, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Actually, I'd, I'd give their biscuits a pretty good rating just in even sit-down restaurants or casual mm-hmm. restaurants. I mean, yeah. uh, they're just consistently good. Yeah. So, uh, but here we're going to judge the gravy. Now, I've put the gravy on said biscuit. Mm-hmm. So, let's tell our listeners a little bit about the look, the consistency. What do we got when we look at Well, you at may be gravy. asking yourself, why are we focusing on gravy? Well, mm-hmm. Sausage gravy is a a, a southern staple. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was kind of invented with just scraps of leftover breakfast, and you can add some milk and flour, and wham mm-hmm. bam, you basically have another creation. So, I mean, it's, and I mean, we have different levels of gravy here in the South. We yep. have sausage gravy or breakfast gravy. Mm-hmm. We have uh, and breakfast gravy also includes red eye gravy. I love me mm. some red eye. I can't find anywhere good that's got uh, good. You got to go to some smaller diners yeah. and still do that. But yeah. um, and then also you have your lunch or dinner gravies or supper time gravies, which would be brown or white gravy, and mm-hmm. depending upon the various cuts of meat or starches like mashed potatoes, you'll have those. Mm-hmm. And then you have some dessert gravies, which are not a very common thing of the South, but right. so we still have those. Meemaw makes it, and it's that delicious. The chocolate gravy is where she it's figures at. out. If she figures out how to do a chocolate peanut butter gravy, dude. Reese's might buy her out of that. We can make that happen, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Bojangles gravy is just a basic uh, white milk gravy with sausage bits in it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it, the, the sausage is probably burnt sausage or whatever <laughs> that, that they probably don't want to throw away. And that, kind of like how Wendy's does the hamburger patties with the chili. So uh, or but, the um, um, like the, the the potatoes. Yeah, you know they'll they'll re- reuse yeah, those. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a. It appears to be a white peppery. Mm-hmm sausage gravy if you're looking at this you can see bits of the sausage of course a little bit of the pepper um the smell is was insane if you had smell smell a radio you know how emerald said smell a vision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you had smell a radio it would be very good in the studio yeah i mean you can smell you can smell the uh you know breakfast a good breakfast sausage i'm mm-hmm. not sure in whoever our listeners are but breakfast sausage in the south typically typically has like sage a lot of black pepper and some mm-hmm. other special ingredients, but 
a sausage sausage or pork sausage is kind of a staple here in southern breakfast maybe not for some of our newcomers from other places like california stan or new york or whatever some <laughs> right. of our some of our migrants from the northern states but in the south you know sausage gravy is is honestly you're known by that yeah yeah but also, I'd like to give kudos to Bojangles because um, if I ever want to fl- flash back to elementary school cafeteria lunch, hmm. uh, Bojangles is the only one who still serves a spork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do not know of any other fast food chain that has a spork. I mean, it's handy. It's a handy it's, tool. Is, it's, is it a fork or is it a spoon? But it's kind of both. It is. It's kind of like it's kind of like an 80s infomercial. If you use the other side, it's also a knife. So there's that. <laughs> um, consistency, very uh, gelatiny, almost looking. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a light khaki uh, color. Any you taken for your first bite? What are your What are your thoughts? You've had this gravy before. This is nothing new. It's an old friend to the palate. Yeah. Um. It's it's a common comfort. Mm, so yeah. I'm also a, a I'm a bottom biscuit guy, not a top biscuit guy, okay. just because I like that crust on the bottom. So mm. of course we're not judging the biscuits. But, um. You can taste a little the sausage grease in it, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. That that's that's key right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I think so. I think you yeah. have that because that's a little extra, a little extra added flavor. Plus, um, it gives that extra shine, the extra kind of just a fullness of a gravy. Is that what gives it its shine? Is it like the the grease? Well, also, it could be different things. Like I'm assuming that they've probably used either cornstarch or flour to thicken it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they use flour, mm-hmm. which cornstarch is kind of nasty in a gravy but um you never know yeah but well, go ahead but also you know it depends on how how long they cook the gravy with the flour and it. it can also depend on the, the sheen of it too because a lot of places will not cook the flour fully out the flour taste so you'll have that kind of over uh a pillsbury doughboy flavor to the gravy itself and, and you had the last one we reviewed was maple street biscuit and that was the gravy where you said the flour wasn't cooked out all the mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. yeah Overall taste, what are your thoughts? I, I taste, obviously, the sausage, the, the sausage grease, yeah, the pepper. I mean, I would like to have a little bit more sausage in it for the bite, mm-hmm. but for flavor, I think it's probably a B. Yeah. I mean, I okay. think so, yeah. Um, what about the salt? Can I ask just about the the amount of salt in that? I have. There's no salt in mine. You know, I, I you have the salt-free? Salt I, I cannot taste any salt. Wow. Well, of course, right now, my palate, I can't taste salt. The medication I'm on. Yeah, too. got it. I, I, there is some salt to it. The biscuit, well, again, we're not judging the biscuit, but that's a dang good biscuit, my friend. That is a dang yeah, good biscuit. That's the good thing about, I think, Hardy's and Bojangles. Those are my top two. Have the, that's my two go-tos. Chick-fil-A, as much as I love Chick-fil-A, I would marry Chick-fil-A if Chick-fil-A yeah. was a person. I would leave my wife for yeah. Chick-fil-A if Chick-fil-A was a person. We're going to talk about but Chick-fil-A But their biscuits absolutely yeah. suck. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. You take one bite, mm-hmm. it's like a saltine cracker. Bam, <laughs> all over your clothes. Yeah. Mm. I'm a big fan of that. I'll tell you what, I could eat that all day, every day. I mean, heck, they, have a, they even have a whole Coliseum named after them, Bojangles Coliseum. It should be Bojangles Gravy Coliseum. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> the gravy bowl. So out of uh, three, uh, out of five biscuits, where are you landing on the gravy, my friend? Most of a four. A four? I wow. Think so. I think so. Wow, good job. Way to go, Bojangles. I'm obviously cheating on my carb day today, so I'm going to yeah. just pound this down. All right. Well, you can you can have the rest of it. I wonder how Bojangles gravy with a Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuit would be. 
you know what we need to do is get the grandma's chocolate peanut butter <laughs> gravy and put that on a Bojangles biscuit. Uh, That's, man. That would be sinful. Yeah, it would. That yeah. might be actually like breaking one of the command commandments of covet, lust. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so uh, out of out of five five biscuits, you're giving it a solid four. I go four, I go four and a half with a sport. Whoa! You're getting a point four for the for the point five for the sport. Yeah, I mean, just because that's creativity. That's like hey, buddy. that's like adding ornamentation to a you know. That's like putting lipstick on a pig at a uh, at a farm. Mm. You know, uh, 4-H club. <laughs> Judging, you're putting lipstick on. That's like an extra step. This is this is why we're not getting picked up on major radio now because we're eating in the middle of a podcast. It's you great. don't want to be picked up by major radio. <laughs> oh, oh man, that that was great. It was good. Mm. The thing about, uh, and I'll say this to to end it up, is it's consistent. Like you can go to any stinking Bojangles and get the same taste, no matter what. Oh, besides, which one besides you go to. that, I mean, you can consistently go to Bojangles and get the same attitude. You're, yeah, you're going to get some girl who doesn't give a flying fuck. Who has been there since opening, which is probably five thirty a.m. Right, and just hates life by nine. <laughs> you're going to get that same pissed off attitude, right? Which is which is wonderful. Yeah, I yeah. love I mean, that. It, it, but you know what? You expect it. Yep. So I'm already prepared for it mentally. Consistency is the key, my friend. Well, let me tell you about besides Bo, Bojangles sausage mm-hmm. biscuits and mm-hmm. gravy, they actually have like a Bowberry biscuit and also cinnamon. Yeah. Like a cinnamon biscuit with icing. Yeah. Man, that's some good eating too. But you better not have the old diabetes. No, sir. You don't want to step into that when your sugars are high. Oh, boy. Because, I mean, it is a blueberry biscuit. Now, during football season, they make them football-shaped, yeah. which I'm a little angry because I don't think you get the um, the same amount of biscuit. Oh, probably not. As would you would a regular. But it is blueberries and icing and all that fun But jazz. you know what? If you're going to eat a cinnamon biscuit with the, the sugar glaze on it, mm. prepare yourself. Do yeah. what the heroin addicts do. You mm. find a park. <laughs> right. You have the trees over you. You park. Put your car in park. Turn it off. Roll the windows down. Mm-hmm. Eat the biscuit just in case you go into diabetic shock. Mm-hmm. You're laid out. You're comfortable. You're, you're ready not. To go. You know. You're not going to hurt anybody with driving. I mean, would we suggest also lay on your side just in case? I mean, I don't. I don't just suggest heroin, but I'm just saying <laughs> if you do that, right. pull over and you know make sure you're cool because yeah. You know, with someone who doesn't have a problem with the sugars, mm-hmm. oh, boy, you can feel it kick in. <laughs> you can, feel, yeah, you feel, you feel like that a, little high. You feel like an eight-year-old who needs Ritalin. <laughs> I mean, you're all over the place. I'm accomplishing things I haven't accomplished for thirty years. <laughs> Thank you, Bowberry Biscuit. You're my hero today. I just vacuumed it. I just vacuumed the whole yard. You vacuumed the yard. <laughs> I was finished with the house. I was finished cutting the house. <laughs> yeah. Back in the yard. Don't switch them up. Oh, yeah. That'd be awful. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have Johnson Bray and Holly Sloop from the Concord Downtown and Development Corp. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Bigging. Summer is made for grilling and chilling, and you too can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order, and if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. 
visit badmothersmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. All right, we are back. You are listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And uh, with us in studio, we have Johnson and Holly from the down, Concord Downtown Development Corporation. Yes, yes we're here. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Did you did you build this city on rock and roll? I'm just asking. Asking for a friend. It's a new development strategy. <laughs> it's taught in college now. Oh, so you guys uh, just... Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. What is the importance of the Concord Downtown and Development Corporation? They call it CDDC for short, which, man, I tell you, that's like an alphabet soup that goes wrong in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I tend to just refer to it as Concord Downtown or Downtown Concord just <laughs> okay. because it's immediately recognizable. Okay. C, D, square, C. That oh, works. Yeah. Now you're doing math and I'm out. see what you did there. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Concord was designated a North Carolina Main Street community in 1990, um, and an organization was founded in order to manage that um, called the Concord Downtown Redevelopment Corporation. Um, The name changed in 1995 to Concord Downtown Development Corporation, or CDDC, Mm -hmm. Um, but its purpose was to maintain the North Carolina Main Street program. Okay which is under the National Trust for Historic Preservation's National Main Street Program, which brings together about 2,000 communities across the country to engage in economic development strategies and helping us sort of guide that momentum as we move forward with economic development. You realize that the entirety of my local government knowledge is from Parks and Rec. So you said a whole bunch of words I didn't understand, but I'm going to keep going. I love Parks and Rec. So if I'm understanding it correctly, you are um, just w- focusing kind of like on a Main Street downtown, mm-hmm. not even a revitalization, but just like a, a improvement so improvement plan for, for downtown. There are four points to the National Main Street approach. Wow. Um, economic development, design, promotion, and organization. Okay. And each of these points corresponds to a committee of the CDDC. Okay. that works towards achieving those goals. So for promotion, making downtown um, seem like it's the economic activity center of the community, the place okay. where people are coming to have fun. Economic vitality is providing business incentives. Um, and design is the physical aspects of downtown, while the organization committee focuses on the actual organization itself, making sure that CDDC is sustainable and continues to operate day to day. Okay. Very cool. So it's, it's it's behind the scenes of like just making this thing go. You're mm-hmm. trying to make like downtown like the Times Square of New York, right? Exactly. Is that much we it? want uh, downtown Concord to be the center of activity for downtown. Housing, restaurants, uh, venues for weddings and events, live music and entertainment, arts. Um, we really want people to come here as sort of their one-stop shop for a date night or a time to have with their kids and really sort of enjoy and make memories while they're down here. Very cool. Um, we, My wife and I, you're talking about a date night. My mm-hmm. wife and I just got done with a murder mystery you guys put on yes. this past weekend, which we love that. Um, and and tell us a little bit about how how that happened. Like, what was the whole premise and what happened with, with that? All right. So I started here in uh, July, and one of the first tasks I was given was creating a scavenger hunt for adults. And... 
one of the challenges is trying to figure out what kind of scavenger hunt does an adult want to do. Well, we could tell you, but everybody, <laughs> that's probably not illegal. Um, and so I came up with the idea of a murder mystery scavenger hunt based off of a reality TV show I watched in college. And <laughs> Just like all good plans. Yes, it was called Who Done It, and it lasted for one season and then never came back. Okay. Um, but the idea was to have a mystery that sort of brought everyone together mm-hmm. and drove people into the participating businesses to learn more about them while also having a really good time. Yeah. Um, and I think um, we had about 80 participants and it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, we were satisfied with how everything went and we've received really good reviews so far on that. Awesome. Yeah, we had a really good time. And, and going into some businesses that we probably normally don't norm- go into, mm-hmm. um, yoga studio. Who would have thought Biggin was in a yoga studio? I had to bend over to get least, the ticket. At least it wasn't hot yoga. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that hot <laughs> stuff. I ain't doing that. The, uh, I just had to bend over to get the, the, the clue. And yeah. That was about as much yogiing as I'm doing. Downward so, dog. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That was also over. the business where someone – um, <laughs> this we is had genius, a, mystery we did have a mystery with the mystery. Clue. Someone disappeared. someone moved it. They put it under a tablecloth and then put a vase on top of it. So <laughs> we had sure to run that. out in the middle of the murder mystery and replace clue number 13 of all clues, Ooh. the lucky number. Um, but with, besides that small kink, the murder mystery went very smoothly. Which is genius, by the way. If you're going to go to these businesses to collect clues, mm-hmm. the greatest thing you could do is steal the clues from everyone else. No, no, no. Nobody else can no, figure no. it out. Nothing like the democratic process of just stealing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was not something we thought was going to happen, but um, we that survived smart. that. It was smart. I'm not saying it was me. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Your wife, though. Um, we'll blame Jessica. <laughs> of course. I like it. That's how I do it. Almost everything. I blame Jessica, and then I get the rap for it. Yeah, absolutely. How about it? Absolutely. Um, so uh, tell us about some of the events that are going on that uh, you and I have entered into the hops and heat right. for this this uh, this coming week. Well, so when, when we release this podcast, when it'll be like six days yeah, away. So it'll be 11, 11 3 is when mm-hmm. that's happening. Tell us a little bit about that. Or November the 3rd November. for people who speak English. Sorry about that. <laughs> or for you real people. Yes. Um, we are super excited about it. First of all, thank you so much for coming back this year. Um, November 3rd mm-hmm. from 1 to 5 will be um, the Hops and Heat festival and of course you guys are going to be entered in one of our chili cooking contests so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we'll see how you do um but we're very excited we're going to have um 14 chili cookers oh wow yeah and fourteen. yeah i've got to spike those other 13 so you like really need to bring your a game (laughs) mojo i'm looking at you buddy i'm gonna be in disney world the happiest Uh, place on earth mm, you're so excited Um, and then we're also going to have eight breweries lined up wow. as well to do um, tastings for part of the hops and almost heat chili a beer, Almost a brewery per beer. That's kind of awesome. There you go. And they're bringing at least two, if not more, um, brewery um, tastings, I should say, Okay. Um, as well. So we're very excited for that. And then Morgan Ridge is coming out, who's our um, outstanding champion. 
Um, oh, for no. He's our, back. I know. Oh, he's back. For the um, chili competition. He might have a flat tire that day. Uh-oh. <laughs> we need them to come. <laughs> they have the beer. Yeah, oh, okay. and they do have the beer. So, um, yeah, we'll have um, – we're selling tickets right now. It's $30, and that includes – this lovely tasting glass. Oh, that's glass a cute little glass right there. Brought. You can't see it, but it's shaped like a little beer can. Yeah, you can't oh, see it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see <laughs> it. That's but just, it's so cute. I'll be honest with you, that's a little bit of a struggle. Yes. Mm-hmm. To see the beer can mm-hmm. in that yeah. glass. Well, we were just when doing a tasting on here a few minutes ago. The the gravy tasting? I'm saying for me to look at that, uh, I wouldn't tell that that's a beer can. It looks <laughs> more like a little beer can when it's filled with yeah, beer. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. Okay. We did the test. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. With champagne. Well, we can actually uh, fill it up now. We do the test with champagne. We do, actually. yeah. Yeah, that's how we do. It was the only mango, uh, the only alcohol in our office, and it was mango flavored. <laughs> it was Ooh. mango flavored and got <laughs> thrown out. So. so, for the $30, Holly, what do you get uh, when you're going? Do you get the glass that kind of looks like a beer glove? glass. It looks like glass. A, a beer. Um, you, of course, get unlimited chili tastings while they last and also um, unlimited beer tastings from eight of our local breweries as well. Oh, wow. And, of course, we're going to have live entertainment all afternoon from um, Corey Lugent and the Blues The Traveling band, Blues Band. The Traveling Blues Band, yes. Um, and those were a recommendation from one of our local breweries. Hmm. So, um, Morgan Ridge, I think. I think so. Yeah, Either of them are High Branch. Um, yeah. Chicago busy? They couldn't come. I was a big fan of them. They're, they're, Chicago's busy writing some more crappy ballads right now, so we're sorry. Um, but anyway, so there, um, there'll be a big draw, and also um, just having them out and um, with the breweries' um, cool support, we we're excited about it. Nice, very cool. Um, and you can also get if you're a non-beer drinker. Um, a $20 ticket for just a chili tasting. Um, okay. So if you have children under the age of 21, they can also come um, and taste the chili without having to pay $30. It'll be discounted. Another thing is any participants from the murder mystery scavenger hunt get $5 off. Whoa! I didn't um, know that! You didn't read your paper? I didn't. No. I sure didn't. Now we know why Not you didn't surprised. think Tara Cardoli did it. Listen, I'm still upset about it. Colonel I'm, Mustard did it with the candlestick. That's what I started off yeah. with, and he was not even he on, the, on yeah. the suspect. Yeah, he wasn't even close. Um, so about the CDDC, I said it right this time. So why would a... Not, it's not the CDC. No. Which, no, but that's what that my confused. dad tells people I work for, so they think I'm a lot more impressive than I am. I don't work for the Center for Disease Control. Actually, I work I, for downtown Concord. Actually, I think the downtown Concord, because I'm paranoid to measles, so I'm, I, I think the downtown Concord's better. I work on a computer, and my dad says I work for Google. I don't know. You know one that's kind of true. Yeah. No, not at all. So why, why would a, a downtown or a small town need a development corporation? What's, what would be the point of... Any small town getting one. So uh, the reasons that most small towns have um, some sort of economic development person on their staff in one capacity or another, or um, Main Street programs have nonprofits, um, but many are also city employees, Mm -hmm. Um, there needs to be someone sort of guiding the efforts. There's a lot of people sort of working in silos to try and start businesses, lots of creative entrepreneurs around um, communities, especially in a 
a city the size of Concord, 90,000 mm. people. But um, what you run into is there are people that don't know how to navigate the process of getting permits from the city or mm-hmm. um, they don't know who to go to about historic tax credit questions or um, how to promote themselves um, or really set up an email address yeah. that has to do with their business website. So downtown development organizations wear a lot of hats and that mm. we host workshops for people to learn these things or we connect them with the right people at the city level or we guide them ourselves through a process that we consider ourselves experts in but nice. also we promote their business every day and that's one of the great things about being a nonprofit uh, development organization is that mm-hmm. we have the ability to post on Instagram about our great businesses downtown and really uh, drive people to their business um, and we utilize Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to um, really boost people mm-hmm. downtown very cool. So I am going to ask a, a selfish personal forecast. Mm-hmm. Um, living downtown, you, you talked about the development of downtown. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we, we moved downtown is because at some point I thought we were supposed to get a lake. Um, is that not happening <laughs> yes, anymore? Like what happened? Lake. What happened to that lake? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and can we talk to them, please? But I could maybe find out about okay. um, this mystery lake um, find and find you. out where it, where it's going. <laughs> you asked me this on for Saturday, sure. and I should have had the answer you for have. you when I got here. This is what well, you get. That is. <laughs> so, but what are some of the plans for downtown? I know they're building like, and that's you know, from the from the county, they're building the parking deck. Mm-hmm. What else are we planning on in the next? I don't know, like thirty minutes or so. Um. Well, there are several things happening in downtown, <laughs> but there are also a number of things I actually am not allowed to talk about. Oh. We sign um, non-disclosure agreements, and so there are things that are happening business-wise that are going to be really cool for downtown Concord, mm-hmm. but that unfortunately at this time I'm unable to say. But um, Listen, it's just it's just you, me, and Brandon. Nobody's listening, <laughs> I promise. Well, Holly's over there taking well, selfies. I'm here. I'm she's here. she's <laughs> selfing, so it's just us. Um. But uh, I think we'll see more housing come on um, mm-hmm. down the pipeline um, yeah. and some businesses and services that um, would appeal to the type of person younger who would live generation. downtown. Generation. Yes, um, okay. younger people, um, people like myself who um, are renting apartments in downtown. And um, I'm really excited for mm-hmm. what the future holds. And so um, hopefully we'll see some really cool things. So property value looks like it's probably going to go up, maybe. Well, I don't want to be that these. guy who yeah. says that and then the economy <laughs> crashes. Um, oh, that. So. If, <laughs> if it wasn't for the basement, I was going to put in a Chuck E. Cheese right in the middle, but I guess that's not going to work out either. No. <laughs> um, so dealing with like local government, so you, you work hand-in-hand with local government. Yes. What are some things that you like work directly with them on to try to help push this thing forward uh we work with the city in a number of different ways um whether that's helping to rewrite policies to make um starting a business um easier okay or changing the um zoning ordinance to allow for different uses in downtown Mm, um one of the things that we just um did alongside the city planning and neighborhood development staff was um 
eliminating the cap on the number of private clubs that can be in downtown. Oh, yeah. So, Come on with it. I yes. want a good club. Right now, we have two private okay. clubs, Basement bacon. Arcade. Oh, not that kind. I was thinking no. bacon and That's my tomato. favorite kind of club. Yeah, okay, all right. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, but um, Basement Arcade and Streakers Running Club currently operate as private clubs in downtown, which means you have to pay a dollar per year membership in order to be able to drink there based on uh, the current alcohol laws in the community. Okay. Um, this new um, text amendment allows for... Um, no limit to private clubs. It Ooh. was from Cabarrus to Corbin, mm-hmm. one club on each side of the street. Oh, wow. There's no... Um, so that glass ceiling has been broken. <laughs> um, and so we're going to quickly become a red light district. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go that far. Um, they still require a special use permit from the city, so that allows for a control process on the kind of... Um, Got it. Uh, private club and it also sort of weeds out the people who aren't necessarily serious about starting a business and maybe want to sell a few beers out of a cooler around a pool table. There you go. Nice. So I'm going to ask this question um, and it's probably going to be a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When, when you deal with people and property, I've mm-hmm. talked to a lawyer that said people get the most vicious when you deal with kids uh, like in a divorce situation or whatnot, or somebody's property. Mm-hmm. What is the most insane thing that you've seen somebody just go ballistic on that you didn't think so that it would it would be an issue? So this doesn't make me uncomfortable at all because <laughs> I am only recently new to Concord, but I have been a city employee in a previous life, and um, I was a planning director. So my job was telling people what they could and could not do with their land. Oh, buddy. Um, I bet you're loving that. Yes, and um, if this gentleman is listening, I apologize for revealing his secrets. I will mm. not say his name, but he had guinea fowl and chickens that were terrorizing his neighbors. <laughs> and when I sent a letter to him stating that those were not allowed in mm. the city limits, they qualified as livestock, mm-hmm. he proceeded to tell me that they were therapy birds. <laughs> um and so I had to get lawyers involved to explain the oh, definition no. of a emotional support animal. And um, believe it or not, guinea fowl and chickens are not included. Okay. Um, Can you get that same lawyer at the airport? Because we talked about this. I mean, y'all, stop it with your therapy animals. Mm-hmm. So how did that turn out? They um, they had to get rid of their chickens, mm-hmm. I think. He could have moved them somewhere else that I could not see. but Or ate them. That too. Um, but um, he said that um, they soothed him. Um, <laughs> well, hey, buddy. So, I don't know. Okay. Right before I left, I sent a letter telling someone to get their goat out of their yard. But um, <laughs> I left that for my successor to deal what was with. Where is Green Acres? <laughs> Troy, North Carolina. Okay. Well, that explains that. All right, guys. So, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you guys to like maybe they're they're thinking about starting a business, they have started a business, or they want to like you know really connect with you guys, and how how would they do that? Um, you can visit us at uh, thirty Cabarrus Avenue uh, West, um, or give us a phone call seven zero four seven eight four forty two zero eight, or send us an email at info at concorddowntown dot com, um, or send us a Facebook or. Instagram direct message. That seems to be everyone's favorite way of getting in touch with us these days. Oh, nice. And then they know we read them. Oh, yeah. That's probably it. We'll get the notification. 
Nice. Johnson, Holly, thank you guys so much for coming. We really thank appreciate it. Um, so all right. Well, thanks again. All right. So that was Johnson and Holly from the downtown. Ah, I did it again. The Concord Downtown and Development Corp. Uh, appreciate them for being on the show. Seriously, um, if you have nothing better to do, uh, I would suggest really to come down to the Hops and Heat um, 11-3, or some people will say uh, November 3rd, uh, to <laughs> buy a ticket. And again, all you can drink, all you can eat. <sighs> And you know what? I'll even probably have some like Tums at the end of it, just in case if you need some extra. There you go. So um, anyway, so come to that. Check it out. Again, Hops and Heat this November 3rd in downtown Concord. And once again, thanks for tuning in to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. Please go to our website at southernfryphilosophy.com, Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy, our Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. Uh, let's see where else iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, like, subscribe, give us a review on those podcast aggregators. That's how we move up on the uh, old algorithms there. Moving on up. Moving on up. Also, youtube.com forward slash SFP radio and also our Patreon link, patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. A dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. If the lottery winner is out there, wants to donate half, oh, we'll be grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, there should be. Like, if you're listening to the show and you've won the lotto, please just do our Patreon link. I'll give you, like, that'd be Whatever nice. you want. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Next week, we have Rebecca Petty Moffitt. She is the daughter of Richard Petty. The well, king of racing. There he is. All right. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. <laughs>